Hello and welcome to the Program Your Life podcast. Come with me on a journey of self-exploration, overcoming obstacles, and learning to believe in yourself. I'm your host, Joe Parker. Join me and my beautiful wife, Kimberly, as we explore what it takes to achieve our dreams. Overcome our fears and doubts and have some fun along the way. It's sure to be a roller coaster ride, and we are happy to share it with you. Now stay tuned for an exciting episode of the Program Your Life podcast. Well, hello and welcome. This is Joe Parker from the Program Your Life podcast, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Today, we're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about attraction. We're going to talk about what works and doesn't work in uh, marriages and, and relationships and and all that. But first, I want to talk a little bit about Kimberly's play, Lost in Sound. She had her debut back in Seattle in January. And some of the clips and some of the footage is coming in now. And it's very excellent. We are putting it up on our website. If you want to look at some of the clips, go to lostinsound.biz. And then the clips will be in the clips area. There's also a great promo that talks about the show. And we're hoping to get that show on the road get some awareness of hearing loss, and get some accommodations in uh, theaters. I'm also working on my book, The Rise of the Chosen Ones. It's coming along, I'd say about 75% of the way done. I'm going to release it this year, just probably a few months away. So I wanted to get those out of the way. And uh, you can also check out ProgramYourLife.org, and you can see some previews of the books. You can get to Program Your Life Radio, and you can also check out the podcast. So let's talk a little bit about relationships. And to do that, we're going to go to a conversation that Kimberly and I had earlier. And so why don't I go ahead and kick that off? Tell them what you said about my hair. Well, I was uh, sitting here next to my beautiful wife and kind of nuzzled up to her. And I noticed that her hair had this seductive scent of bacon in it from our breakfast this morning. <laughs> so I had to tell her, mmm, your hair smells like bacon. <laughs> and I thought, what a great perfume. <laughs> and it would bring the guys from all over if they could smell the subtle scent of bacon in her hair. <laughs> or prime rib. Yes. Or New York steak. Mm -hmm. But what about all the vegetarian men? Mm. Well, I don't think there's that many of them, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't know, a scent of asparagus, cauliflower, <laughs> Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts. However, I don't think very many women would want to wear a perfume called bacon-esque. <laughs> Ode to bacon. No, I really like the smell of a nice floral perfume. Mm. And yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that idea is going to go over too well. Well, I mean, if you want to attract a guy, I, <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're wearing the perfume for yourself, then great, wear something flowery. Uh, however, uh, guys, I don't think are that attractive to the scent of flowers. Um, I know that for myself, the, the perfumes that I find are most attractive kind of are musty and cinnamony and, and you know, that kind of thing. That I find much more interesting and alluring than something that smells flowery. I, those just don't turn me on for some reason. Maybe I just don't associate flowers with love and attraction and all that. 
Well, it's interesting. I really love cologne. And I they have pheromones. What are they called? Pheromones. In, in, they put that in the perfume or the cologne, right? Yeah, some of them have it in there. Yes, it's some sort of a natural chemical that the body uh, exudes during, you know, the mating or, you know, to attract people naturally. And they, and they figure if they put it in the perfume that they can recreate that, that attraction. Okay, well, it works for me, I got to tell you. And I just wanted to say to our listeners that you don't wear cologne. Oh, oh, that I don't wear cologne. No, no, you don't. And I, I've always wished you would because I really love it when men wear cologne. And it is an attraction for me. Mm. So I'm still attracted to you no matter what, cologne or not. But you do need to make sure you are really clean and shower and everything before you're around me, you know. <laughs> That's like a prerequisite for women. I know that. I have a girlfriend when her husband wants to get frisky, she's like, go shower Brush your teeth, shave, get all good, smelling good, and then uh, we'll get down to business. So there is something to say for attraction and, you know, some some people smell good to you and some people don't, regardless of whether they wear perfume or cologne. Well, since I don't wear cologne and you're still attracted to me, maybe it's the pheromones that you're oh, attracted to. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know what? It's probably that, and I'm thinking back to way back when we first met, like I was 18 and you were 20, and you never wore cologne then either, mm. and I was first attracted to your confidence. That was the first thing that I found really attracted, and your humor. Um, so for me, it wasn't physical. At all, honestly. I, I don't know if everyone's like that. Maybe maybe women are more like that than men. Men are more visual. <laughs> so, yeah, I was attracted to your confidence, your intelligence, and your humor. <laughs> well, I have to admit that I was attracted to you physically. I mean, you had a beautiful smile and, you know, big, big beautiful eyes and <laughs> you know. I was wondering what big was coming out after that was it going to be eyes or something else yeah big, I do have big eyes <laughs> well it, and, and it was also your personality your infectious personality your you know happy-go-lucky very interested in people very friendly in all of that, along with the physical, it just made it, you know, made you very attractive to me. So, of course, I was interested in you. Thank goodness we decided to get together, huh? Mm. <laughs> so, attraction comes in many different ways. Um, not just a physical attraction to the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever you're attracted to. Uh, what about other types of attraction, like friendships? Mm. What what's um, or ideas or uh, passions? Mm -hmm. um, you know what does that you know what does that look like? That's a good question. I mean, I, I you can be attracted to ideas. Uh, you can uh, be attracted to activities. I mean, whatever you're passionate about. I mean, I'm, I'm passionate about a lot of things. I love to motorcycle. 
you know, dirt bike riding. I love to play soccer. I love to snow ski, boating, you know, hunting, fishing, being in the outdoors, you know, and spending time with you, whatever it is we're doing. I love being in your company and, you know, we have a good time together. As a man, I feel like it's important that I be doing something, that I have an activity that I love, that I can be partaking in as I'm also nurturing that relationship. That's, I think that works best for me, and for most men I know, that's the way it works. We, we like to be you know, doing some sort of activity we love, and then the relationships are kind of wrapped around that as well. How is it for you? Attraction to friends, I think common interests, and support, mutual giving and receiving of support in friendship is important to me, and that sharing in each other's accomplishments and getting excited about uh, supporting each other in that, in, their, in our dreams and our visions and just connection. That is attractive to me. Um, and also a positive attitude. You know, even though life does get difficult at times and ups and downs, and we all experience that. Uh, however, it's really how you respond to that and what you do with that that makes all the difference. Um, sometimes people can get really stuck, and that, that can be really hard. True. Some people like to get together and complain and mm. that's part of their you know the way they relate they'll talk about this person and that person and how my life's not very happy and 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 all that and I, being a victim right it's being a victim and i don't like that kind of discussions uh, i do have people that i work with sometimes who will stop by my desk to complain and that's <laughs> and they're that kind of person. When they you see them coming, you know they're going to complain about something because that's what they do. <laughs> and I mean that's not somebody. And you actually you avoid them is what happens yeah. after a while. You're like, oh, I'm not. You know, you see them coming, you pick up the phone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm on this very important project, and sorry, I don't have time right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sometimes it can just suck out, suck the life out of you. You know, whatever life force you have of, of, of positive vibration, it's important to choose your friends wisely and surround yourself with positive people who believe in you and, and that's reciprocated. And that mutual um, love and support and admiration is really powerful in friendships. Um, that can really lift us up and help us go where we want to go and get what we want in life. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoy hanging out with people who are doing something positive in their lives. They're excited about something. You know, they're in motion growing. towards a goal. They're growing, right? They're they're looking at new ideas. Well, they're learning and they're taking classes. They're going on adventures. They're not wrapped up in complaining or really you know, poor me kind of stuff yeah they're excited about their lives yeah right i i love that too and i i love getting excited about what other people are doing tell me what you're doing and you know just focusing on the positive and i know a few people who have experienced some really difficult tough stuff in their lives things that you and i 
couldn't even imagine. And yet they're still out there contributing in, in a positive way and making a positive difference and looking for the positive and overcoming these hard, difficult obstacles. You don't see them in the corner wallowing and licking their wounds and miserable. It's mm-hmm. a choice. Suffering is an option. You know, we all have it. We all experience ups and downs in life, difficult things. That's just life. And it really makes all the difference in your attitude. What's your attitude? I heard something the other day that the best antidepressant is not an appeal. It's in your attitude. It's having an attitude for gratitude. Mm, Yes, appreciating what you have. I think that I feel better about myself and, and what I'm doing and get excited about my life when I appreciate where I'm at. And I don't feel like it's not it's not here. What I have, what I want, is not here, <laughs> you know, because that just puts me in a place of being unhappy and uh, feeling like you know lacking, as opposed to when I look around and I really appreciate you know what I do have because we have a great life. We've got you know nice friends. We've got we live in a beautiful area. We've got activities that healthy, we do. Healthy kids. Great relationships with our family. Right, and we're we're both uh, moving after our dreams, and we're having fun um, along the way. We've got lots of activities. So, you know, when I appreciate that, then it really gives me more juice to do more. Mm -hmm. To to me, you know, to step it up, step up my game even more. You know, I was thinking about this just the other day, appreciating what I have, and I, I have a new car I've had for about six months and it's the nicest car I've ever had. It's beautiful. It's comfortable. It's got all the bells and whistles, leather interior and seat warmers. And I love my hands-free link where my phone rings and I just push a button and it answers over the speakers. And that's really important to me with hearing loss because I can drive down with, you know, hands on the wheel and through the speakers is your voice talking to me or someone else talking to me and I can hear and respond and relate. And I'm just, it's the best car I've ever had. And I was thinking, I love my car. I'm so grateful for my car. Thank you. Thank you. I just love this car. This is a great car. And then I remembered a couple of years ago, I had a different car and it was not as nice as this car. Um, and I remember driving down the road saying, oh, I love this car. This is such a great car. I'm so grateful for this car. This is so awesome. Um, and then it reminded me of three years before that. I had a, a car that was 200,000 miles on it, and it was really old. And it was hanging in there, and there was things breaking down. And I was driving down the road saying, I'm so grateful for this car. I love this car. This is, you know, it's getting me around. And... And look at that, you know, it's that attitude of gratitude. I am, I have a car. It runs. It gets me where I want to go. I am so grateful for this car. And over the last five years, I've gotten a better car and a nicer car and a newer car. And I'm all along the way, I've been grateful for that. All right, and you're grateful you're not stranded on the side of the road. <laughs> you don't have a flat tire. You're not out of gas. You know, you've got, you got a, a nice, reliable transportation that takes you there and makes you feel good about the process. You know what? It's all how you look at things, because that second car I was talking about, 
it was started having problems, and I did have that experience of breaking down um, well, a right, couple of did. times, <laughs> and it was difficult and it was frustrating. And I remember one time, I was driving to the ferry to pick someone up, because it was my turn to carpool to go to a board meeting in Seattle by a certain time, and my car broke down, and right. I pulled over to a safe spot. I left a note on it, which was a good idea. The police officer told me later that was a really good idea because it mm -hmm. didn't get me towed and said, I'll take care of it tonight. And I called up this person and I said, I'm so sorry. My car broke down and can you pick me up and we can still make the ferry and go to this board meeting. And she said, absolutely. She showed up and you know what I was grateful for? What? I was grateful for her. That I had a friend that could pick me up and that we made it to the ferry on time. We got to Seattle to the board meeting on time. And I was grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all, you know, ha cup half full, half empty. How are you going to mm. look at it? Are you going to bitch and whine and moan and complain? Poor me. I'm such a victim. Or are you going to say, now what? Okay. Okay. Mm. I've got this problem. How am I going to find a solution to it? Oh, good. Thank God I have a solution. Yay. <laughs> Right, and you moved pretty quick on that one, too. You came up with a, you know, you evaluated the situation quickly. You came up with a solution, executed the solution. You guys made the ferry, and you got there. I mean, otherwise, you, it could have blown up your whole day. Absolutely. I could have called and said, you know, it's not happening. I just saw something the other day, and it was online, and it said, what's the one thing that successful people never do? And I wanted to know what that <laughs> one thing was. So I looked it up. And the answer is that successful people never give up. There you go. I love it. Right. It's that persistence. It's following through. And it's being in alignment with your goal, staying on track, and, and never giving up, like you said. The fun of it as well is, you know, pushing through. Because... You know, there's nothing more disheartening than giving up on a goal. I mean, that is just devastating. It's when you've got a goal and then, you know, you give it up. And that is just one of the worst things in the world to, to go through. So don't give up on that goal because, you know, it is so devastating to you emotionally when you, when you do that. Well, you know what, though? Sometimes you do need to switch gears. I mean, come on. We've all experienced you're in that job and you're miserable and it's, you know, going nowhere. And, and sometimes you do need to quit things. I mean, any, I guess, but that to me isn't really giving up. It's just mm -hmm. starting over. You know, it's a new beginning. You know, so I don't think we necessarily have to keep with stuff to the very end if we're not happy. If it's not feeding us, if it's not, if we're not learning and growing, if we're not moving forward. I mean, sometimes you just need to say, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. Because, you know, I'm not getting where I want to be, I'm not happy, and I'm going to start somewhere else. Yeah, but I'm not seeing that as necessarily giving up on a goal. I mean, if your goal is, let's say, to be successful at, as an artist or as a business person or any of those things, there are lots of different ways you can get there. So if you start down one path and that path doesn't turn out to be the right one, you shift gears and you go to a new path. But that's not giving up on your goal. What that is, is that's changing horses. It's it's finding a new way. It's having lots of things going simultaneously. So one of those is going to pay off. 
you know, when you give up the things that aren't working. And that is not giving up on a goal. Right. That, that is not being attached to a particular method. So you, there are tons and tons of methods, and you want to make sure that you're not so attached to a certain method that if it doesn't work for you, you've got nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see what you say. and But when you do give up on a dream that is deep within you, and for whatever reason, whether you allow your limiting beliefs to take over and tell you you just can't or you're too old or it's never going to happen or, you know, you know, I've been doing this for a year and the money's not coming in. I mean, when you give up on something that you really believe in, that is devastating. Absolutely. And I think we can all speak to that. So how do you get back on the horse? Well... You, you don't give up on those dreams. You just move from horse to horse and you find another way because there's always another way to get things done. So don't give up on your dreams. Keep moving forward. Keep that persistence and you will find your way. And you will find that the one thing successful people never do is give up. Right. So don't give up. So this is Joe and Kimberly Parker from the Program Your Life podcast, and we're telling you, don't give up on your dreams. And we'll see you next time on the Program Your Life podcast. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We were so happy to be able to share this episode of the Program Your Life podcast with you. Make sure to check us out at programyourlife.org. You can always find our podcasts there. We're also going to have the podcasts on iTunes in the iTunes store under podcasts, and then there'll be some on our YouTube channel. So look for us online, and we will talk to you again very, very soon. Thank you so much to the Program Your Life podcast. Until next time, this is Joe Parker signing off. Bye-bye.